back with Vershawn Jackson. Powered by Bauer. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the ticket, 93.7 on the black shirt. Terrell Farley, I'm with Bach. And yeah, it's just me and Bach. We're still waiting on the captain to come in. But um, what you got today, Bach? Well, I still wanted to pay off some of the questions on the text line. Uh, Scraper had a pretty good question here. He said, do you think uh, Xavier Betts was underutilized from the past coaches? Do you think these coaches will use him more? Maybe that's why you didn't see him in certain games. Uh, any thoughts on or interest? I mean, I think a special interest in Xavier Betts and Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda returning to Nebraska uh, tomorrow. But the kind of thoughts on Xavier Betts and maybe how a staff change can help. Well, it, it's probably a good thing that they got a new staff because um, – um, I don't think they would have brought him back last year if it was another staff, but uh, I'm glad Coach Rule sat down and the young man must have impressed him pretty good, you know, to to get back on the team that fast. You know, maybe it's a good thing, and um, he just needs to be, you know, he just needs to take it serious. You know, these guys that that come and leave and come back, you know, this is this is not the way we do things at Nebraska, but you know, one, you know, we try to always keep you in the family and this is a good thing that coach rule did that because you don't want the kid to get lost in the streets and you know probably we're headed for trouble so you know it's a good thing he he can make if he can make a turnaround and get back on the field and and still make progress in this in the um academic part of it because that was one of the main reasons he he left probably because you know he he wasn't taking that seriously, so hopefully he got his head screwed on tight, and um he goes out and and, and have a great spring and and try to get his name back right. Yeah, I mean, and and you could see just his his physical uh, prowess and and just like you know kind of big ten almost big ten ready when he when he got on campus. Um, he's athletic. I mean, he's he's he's. I heard Mitch Sherman kind of say it in in the in the previous show here. Um, um, saying that basically he kind of wakes, rolls out of bed, and he, you know he could start in the Big Ten. It's the the commitment that that you're kind of questioning there. Got a, bo- got a body like mine, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah He's uh, just like Trell Farley, yeah, roll, like, roll him, like, <laughs> <laughs> roll him right out in the field. Um, but uh, you know, and and we heard some some talk earlier. You know, I think it was Matt Rule. I'm trying to remember about who was asked about each one of those guys. Yeah, it was Matt Rule. I was asked about in, each one of those guys individually, uh, and it just kind of stuck out to me. He said Isaiah Garcia Castaneda is really, really, really dependable, um, and then kind of asked about Xavier Betts was you know kind of pointing toward well, I need you know we need to, you need to get his dependability up a little bit. Yeah. So I mean I, I think that that's kind of where you're uh, where you're with him. But I mean if if you can get him locked in. Uh, he can definitely be dynamic, and, and that's what you know. That previous staff, I think that was the frustration. You see that over the years too. I remember Mikael Wilbon was kind of the same thing for for fans at times, and and, and maybe different issues going on there. But um, it, it there is you can just see guys that could help the team athletically, and you wonder why they're not out there. And Xavier was was one of those guys um, where he'd have like an end around or two um, big plays, and then they you know the, the next week they wouldn't even try it, and you'd just be like, <laughs> why not get him the the ball um so I, i'm really intrigued to kind of see uh one if xavier kind of can you know steps up i guess that part of it and just loves football i remember when he left it was he kind of he kind of admitted he wasn't just a guy that just naturally loves football um so maybe that you know being away from the game kind of helped bring him back to it uh so if, if he can uh kind of can kind of improve on that and if you're the coaching staff obviously to try to get the most out of him but if even if you if you if you 
that maybe that has maybe haven't taken too many too many gains in there. Is it still worth getting his athleticism out on the field, even if he's uh, you know. I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything well, too derogatory about, you know, me loafing yeah. around in practice or something. But, yeah. I mean, you well, get the point if the problem hasn't been fixed. Well, yeah, like like I say, both of them have something to prove tomorrow. You know, they, you know, for once they're, they're, they're coming back to the team that they left, you know, because you have to win your teammates' love back too. You just can't think that, oh, just because the coaches asked you back. The players got to feel the same way. Now, one thing I know is that um, this is IGC time to, to to prove to us that he's worthy of being the number one um, receiver because we all know that Trey Palmer was the number one receiver last year. And from, you know, the things we heard, that this, I mean, he's probably committed now, but, you know, you got to be committed at all times. You know, you just can't think that a position is going to be handed to you yeah. just because you have one 100-yard game and that was the first game but you know if, if your if your if, if your productions goes down that means somebody else is doing better you know and that's not a bad thing i mean is this is a team effort i understand that you can't get the ball like you want it but at the same time you have to share and share light because i guarantee you that Rashawn wasn't crying about the passes he called his junior and senior year because, first of all, Nebraska's never been a passing team. And now we don't know how much they're going to pass this year because now they're saying they want to run it a little bit more. So, you know, he, him and Betts got a chance. They have a chance to to prove everybody wrong, even their teammates that got some doubt in their head that they shouldn't come back. So tomorrow, tomorrow is very important to them too, just to just to mesh things and let let it go away completely. Now, if you go out there and throw a boo boo, have 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 words or something on the sideline like that, or blow up or do something stupid, then they're gonna say, okay, why did we get this young man a chance? Then he's not ready. But tomorrow is your chance to come out there, prove the crowd wrong, prove the coaches wrong, prove your players wrong, prove, prove your no sayers or who sayers wrong. You know, just go out there and play your game. Yeah, and to that point, you got to be on your P's and Q's tomorrow because you're still <laughs> the week yeah, after. You're still on the watch. You well, know the week saying? after the spring game, there's gonna yeah. be some guys that. Uh, <clears throat> no longer will be at the Husker program, or at least on scholarship. Uh, as we bring in, welcome in the captain, uh, who is uh, joining us now. How's it going? How are you doing today? Good, good, man. Just, good little, you know, burgers, omelets, uh, French toast, <laughs> pancakes, <laughs> North Omaha's. I mean, it's just, you know, food, food, and more food. Oh, yeah. But it's been good, man. It's been good. What are you? What are? What are you? We're kind of talking about the spring game, the first half an hour of the show, and, and kind of the most intriguing parts of it. You kind of we mentioned that uh, that group there with the IGC and Xavier Betts. Um, are, are are they among your leaders as far as who you want to see tomorrow? Uh no. I mean, I'm I'm really I'm, I'm not looking forward to seeing the receivers. Mm. <laughs> that that's not my favorite pick on the team is the receivers. My my favorite guys to see is going to be I told you up front. The offensive line. What the heck are they going to do? What's Brit, What's Vice uh, going to look like? What's Nori going to look like? What, who's going to be the guys? What's Scott going to look like? What, who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be a starting unit? Can they play a cohesive football game? And then defensively, what do they look like? What does this three-three-five defense look like? I want to see how we fly around up front. I could care less about the receivers, and I'm not taking anything from them. I'm just simply saying. And listen, everybody is. Seem to forgot about a kid named Washington mm. for some reason. We forgot about him. We're talking about everybody else. We're talking about Betts. We're talking about IGC. We're talking about uh, uh, Fleeks. We're talking about what's the other kid? Billy Kemp. Billy Kemp, the little jitterbug. 
But prototypical receiver, we ain't even talking about Washington, and he the best receiver we got. Pure receiver, Washington is the best receiver we have. Yeah, it's so almost we talk about, yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, it's it's like he's he's an he's, he's so much of a known commodity that he, we don't he doesn't get a whole lot of camp recognition. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not getting a lot of burn. So if I'm talking receiver, I'm talking Washington first before I talk any other guy. Now I'm, I'll probably talk bets and the rest of those guys later, but I'm talking Washington first. But again, if we're talking about our receivers, that being the mainstay of our football team, we're in trouble, Bob. Yeah. If 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 a guy that just left here that had a thousand yards receiving. If that's your best player, we are a four and eight football team all over again. Okay. If we don't have a running back that we're talking about like that, if, if, if a couple of guys that running back don't emerge, like, and we say, Holy smokes, look at them. Like my go-to guy, I want to see Gabe Irvin. I'm interested to see what the hype is all about. Can he put his foot in the ground and get upfield? Can he break tackles? Can he make people miss? Those type of, of, of ability running backs is what we need. We can't have a guy who's just a guy who's just a guy. He's just an average guy. Somebody has to step up and be that main guy. Um, and linebackers is another position that I'm looking at, and I'm saying, well, who's going to be the guy at linebacker? Is Heinrich going? I think he was injured for the spring. I don't think he will be playing. But I could be wrong. We'll, okay, so, I mean, we'll see. so who do you got outside of Reimer? Who's going to be those linebackers? Well, like I said, who's I, be, I said I want to see the young guys like Javon Wright play and Michael Booker He's the not third. Playing. He's not playing? Javon's not playing. No, okay. Javon's out. He has surgery. He's out. Well, Michael Booker the third. See how he does at linebacker. See, could they get him to move like a linebacker should? You know, him moving from corner because he's a big boy. So we'll see tomorrow. I think that's a good move for Michael Booker the third son of two-time national champ Michael Booker. I think that, yeah, I, I just think that that's a good move for him. I think he gives you uh, speed and space. He gives you a, a short tackler. He likes to tackle. He likes to mix it up. And I think that's going to be a position, you know, with him. I think Gifford is in that position as well. Uh, or It's not Gifford, but uh, what's the guy's name? Is it Gifford? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gifford plays uh, in, in the secondary a little in the bit. League. Well, Luke yeah, Gifford but, but does, Gifford, yeah. Isaac Gifford, okay, but, the, yeah. Okay, Isaac Gifford is playing that rover position. Mm-hmm. And I and, and from what I'm hearing, he's doing a great job at it. So look for him to be in that rover spot as well. Um I just I'm I'm just interested, man. These linebackers are gonna have to play lights out football. They're going to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, if not, it's gonna be a track meet. And what's you're in the three huh? I was saying, which one of those linebackers kind of play more of the traditional role um, and which one of those linebackers are kind of, you know, uh, every other play on the line or, you know, because of that three three five versatility, um, you might have guys, um, you know, you kind of think of a chief borders that maybe can can cover and, and drop back into coverage and, and be a stand-up linebacker or you put them up front if you want, a, you know, a four-man, five-man line, depending on the set that the offense is given. Yeah, I mean, I – Again, I think you got to have you got your best player better be that middle linebacker. He better be able to fill holes and run sideline to sideline, scrape city. Period. Because if not, it it, it seems to me that the three three five defense is predicated on who's in the middle. Because I guarantee you, in the Big Ten, you're going to get so many traps and underneath got stuff 
that it's going to make your head spin. You better be ready to go. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say he had to be the best player. I say he had to be one of the smartest. You know how to shed blocks and get off blocks the fastest, or you know he, he got to be a true leader. Now that that outside linebacker got to be your blitzer, and I'm thinking more like MJ Sherman. See how he plays it tomorrow, and and see how Chief Borders them line up. It's, and and a lot of things I want to see the young guys. Like I said, I want to see Michael Booker. I want to see some linebackers step up. The ones the the, the younger guys that we have back there that really got speed and that could really get, uh, adjust to this defense right. Now, when you, when you say moving from the four-man front, that's where Chief Borders and MJ Sherman come in because those are big, big-body big guys. Those are 6'3", six, 6'2", six, guys that weigh 240. You know, they can hold that outside leverage and get that and, and keep containment. But I don't think a little guy will be able to keep it like that. So, and, and, and I hate to change the subject, but I want to so bad because I want to get into recruiting a little bit. So, uh, Riola, did we get any nose out of that? Mm, nothing yet. I told you, it's just smoke and mirrors, dude. Well, he's, he, he's, he's going to – he went to Georgia spring game. He has no other official visit with anybody else so far. So, that's the thing we know right now. Yeah, and also, I, I, I mean, there's some breaking news that we maybe is interesting enough to uh, talk about here. The NFL is uh, suspending five players for violating the league's gambling policy, including Lions wide receiver Jamison Williams. Uh, he's going to be suspended six games. Uh, Stanley Berryhill and Quintez Cephas, or St- Stanley Berryhill, wide receiver, is suspended six games. Quintez Cephas will be suspended indefinitely. Um, C.J. Moore will be suspended indefinitely. And Commander's defensive end, Shaka Tony, will be suspended suspended indefinitely uh we've seen with calvin ridley was suspended through the entire year last year um but this is uh this is a big group of of players here um yeah because that group is getting bigger it was just one person last year now it's up to about six so you know it's 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 got to be a concern for the nfl to to have players that's gambling you know everybody knows you know besides going to the casino that nfl players are not allowed to gamble like that but you know it's 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 turned into a big thing the last two years, so we got to see how this shapes out right here. Well, and it's 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 you know these are four players from the Lions, so this is particularly yeah. you know the, the Commanders involved a little bit there with Shaka Tony, but uh, four Lions suspended, and, and some of them again, it'll be interesting to see what 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 kind of the details there because some of them are suspended indefinitely, and some of them are given six games. Again, Jameson Williams, the biggest name among the group. Yeah, receiver. Well, what that just means is that. Either one of those guys were being was being the runner. He was being the guy who was coming back, setting up the bets, and that's why they're suspended indefinitely until the investigation concludes to make sure. Evidently, is there something there that that let them led them the NFL to believe that these guys committed something? Now, when you start having professionals gambling, what is that open? The door to. Why well, you're worried about fixing games? Point shaving. Yeah. You know? Yep. There it is. <laughs> right. I mean, anytime you got guys in a professional league, and it, all you got to do is look at the NBA. You can look at the NBA real good. You know, when you get those games and they blow out games, and then all of a sudden they that game ends, they by three, they won by three. Well, you blew them out the entire game to the last two minutes of the game. And I'm not saying nothing, but I mean, here I'll give you a classic example. Memphis Grizzlies played the L.A. Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. Was that yesterday or the day before yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> they all, they all blend matter. together now, yeah. It doesn't matter, right? They played the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Memphis had they didn't have their best player. Right? Yeah, yeah. Who's so who is the favorite in the game? The Lakers. Who won the game? The Lakers. No, they didn't. No, no, the the Grizzlies won, yeah. Right. The Grizzlies won the game without their best player. I won't go too much deeper into that. I'm just saying. Take that for what it's worth. It's conspiracy. Everybody and their mom took the Lakers. Yeah. If you got a couple Laker players that's starters, and I know that they know the fix is on. Even if he come back, I still say the Lakers win. You know, because that first game was a three-point catastrophe. I mean, they was shooting threes left and right. Both teams was. So I don't think Ja would have been a, a, a factor really because they was they was jacking threes all night. Both teams was. Yeah. I believe- AD, AD played lights out in that first game, at least to the, to the point of you was like, dang, where this dude been all this time? Then he, then he got broke like a, a window. <laughs> then he came right, right back game two and looked like a chunk. <laughs> a house so full, so of, a house full like of broken mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go back. You Superman today, yeah. And you chunk, chunk man tomorrow. Yeah. Where's the consistency? Yeah. Like some kryptonite hit him. <laughs> hey, as long as he doesn't get injured, I mean he's a he's a guy that gets injured often. And yeah, the the Clippers are really dealing with that again. Kawhi out again. Glass man. Oh man. Kawhi stay hurt. Kawhi, yeah. Kawhi just Mr. need to give it up. Yeah, Paul George out. I mean that's the whole Clippers tenure there with those two has been injuries after injuries. Yeah, we're gonna win. Feel, the, I, we're gonna I, win I, the I NBA title. Our, <laughs> I feel for our buddy Catfish Lou. Yeah, he he always gets teams with 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 these. High-paid, high-priced prima donnas that think they something. Now he got to deal with Russell Westbrook. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. Oh, my God. I, listen, I as think a coach. T. Lou might be scared of him. Yeah, that, that dude right nah. there. That dude right there, go, he'll go in the stands. We got a problem? Huh? Huh? T. Lou ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> Better watch your mouth. That. Watch your mouth. But that's why it didn't work out at, with T. Lou, though, at Cleveland, was because he wasn't going to let LeBron James run his team. Well, eventually LeBron left. LeBron I mean, left, they, they won know. the championship. Yeah. Uh, LeBron left, and then he was met with a, a terrible team. Uh, didn't win, so they fired him right away. It's kind of the same thing with Nick Nurse now with the Raptors, who just got fired. It's like, you know, some of these teams is like you have you to have rid a, of everybody. Yeah, you have to have a, a awareness that your coaches. I mean, it's a players league. You need to have the players. Yeah. All right, let's take it to break. This is ninety three point seven. The ticket. I'm the black shirt. Terrell Farley. I'm with. The captain. I'm with Buck. And we'll be back.